Well? Ty ain't felt nothing yet. <laughs> what are we gonna do? I don't know. Well, you have to do something, Harry. I mean, it's your fault that we don't have something for the morning. What are you talking about? You were all hot in the biscuit to get off last night. That is such bullshit! You didn't have to, okay? And we could have had something What was right I now. supposed to do? I'm gonna sit around and watch you push off and not go myself? Just don't put it all on me, okay? Look, I don't know what else to do. Okay, this is our last chance to get back on track. We won't have to scuffle and, and make that freezing scene every day. We need the bread. Getting the money is not the problem, Harry. What is the problem, for Christ's sake? I don't know what I'm gonna have to do to get it. like to watch, Eve. What do you mean, you like to watch? I like to watch. I am Don Hall. This is Donnie Smith. And this is the I Like to Watch podcast. Tonight's film was my choice. It is Darren Aronofsky's Film Requiem for a Dream, starring Ellen Burstyn, Jared Leto, Jennifer Connelly, and Marlon Wayans. Oof. It's based on the 1978 novel by Hubert Selby Jr., with whom Aronofsky wrote the screenplay. The film depicts four characters affected by drug addiction and how it alters their physical and emotional states. Their addictions cause them to become imprisoned in a world of delusion and desperation. As the film progresses, each character deteriorates and their reality is overtaken by delusion, resulting in catastrophe. And that doesn't even scratch the motherfucking surface. Wow, of, no. I think this is such a fuck. It's brutal, <sighs> but I think it is one of the most amazing... It's just one of the most amazing films I've ever seen. I don't disagree. This 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 was a hard watch. I mean, kind of oh, yeah. kind of like I talked about um, um, Kubrick's um, Full Metal Jacket, right? Like it's yeah. it's a hard watch. It really is. It's a very hard watch. But yeah. but the the honesty, the the, the, yeah. the depth of honesty that's portrayed in this film, I just it's it's. It's really mind-blowing. Yeah. And you this know? is... What I think is brilliant, and, and, and watching it again, because I've, I've... Unlike a lot of people that like this movie, I have seen it multiple times. Mm. Um, because I think it's such a fucking good movie. Um, you know, is it is it an almost Reagan-esque portrayal of drug addiction? Okay, yeah. But it is oh, an really? honest... Oh, well... No, I mean, okay. well, I mean, you know, don't do drugs. Well, drugs yeah, the fucking dangerous, sure... I mean, okay. Yeah, you know, but uh, but what I really love about I love I love that if you've done drugs and you watch the sequences of how the I mean, and it's some of them are mm. repeated with the drops of mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, all that stuff mm-hmm. and the eyes dilating mm-hmm. and the bloodstream, those are consistent throughout. The feeling like the the consistent shots where you've got somebody that's high and everything else is moving around them at double time, mm-hmm. you know, massive speeds. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the 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 shots of I think it's Marlon Wayans specifically Marlon Wayans with the he's in the car with the drug dealers who get blown away. Yeah, and he's running. It's almost like it's a steady cam on his chest. Uh, there are several and, of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly has one when she has. Sex they all with have the psychiatrist. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, and it's just like that's exactly what taking drugs like hard drugs feels like on some level. I mean, I, I it's like it's the closest to actual. Like that's what I when I watch that movie and I have had some pretty hard drugs in my life. I go, yeah, that's that's kind of exactly what it feels like, and so it's kind of remarkable that Aronofsky uh, managed to capture that on film. What's what's the hardest you've gone? Just out of curiosity, um, heroin. Heroin. Wow, you shot oh, yeah. up or, or or smoked or what? Yeah, sh- shot up, shot Sorry. up in my uh, heel. Wow. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I drew the line at weed. I mean, this was a long, by the way, this was a long, long, long time ago. Oh, no, no. So, uh, yeah, thank It's not you. like yes. I got to Vegas. It's not like I got to Vegas and I went, hey, <laughs> it's permissible here. Let me get some horse, man. Yeah, no, right. This was much, this was a long, 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 long. Like, I mean, like, this was. Like early 20s? This was before. No, this is before I graduated uh, college. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, this this movie, it's it's kind of like, um, you remember VH1 Behind the Music? I do. Right. Every time that series talks about coke or heroin, everything started going down fucking hill for everybody, right? Yep. So I don't know, like, look, I didn't have access to it, but, but when it was around me, yeah, I, I was like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't. I got weed. I have some cocktail. I have a, a gin and tonic or a vodka tonic over. Like I'm, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, it all goes the downhill thing, when you start well, doing this shit. Well, the thing that's really interesting. The thing Oof. that's really interesting, and I, and I, I love this. It's one of the things I think is the, the one of the more powerful. I mean, Ellen Burstyn is brilliant. She was nominated for an Academy Award oh. for portrayal. Uh, but the thing that's really extraordinary is she starts as an addict. She starts addicted to sugar, right? Addicted to television, right? You know, and she has that really sad mother. Well, when, her, when Jared Leto calls her on the on the drugs, and she's like, "I'm lonely. Mm-hmm. Why do I Why do I do the dishes and mm-hmm. make the beds? Because I don't have anyone who needs me." I mean, it's really heartbreaking. Yes, so, <clears throat> she was addicted to stuff anyway. This was just a much more severe addiction. Well, I think I think. Look, you know, it, it's funny. Um, <laughs> there was a certain point watching this movie towards the end where she's uh, where Ellen Burstyn's getting the electroshock therapy. Oh, she's just losing her shit. And I'm I'm sitting just my wife Mary Lynn is sitting next to me. She's working on her own shit on her laptop, and I'm sitting there watching the movie, and I'm like silently weeping. Mm-hmm. And she looks over at me at one point and says. You know, I don't feel anything for these people. Like, everything is so overblown. These characters are so, like, hyperbolic and just, like, there's just a lot going on. And, of course, I'm paraphrasing what she had to say oh, about yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah, no, she, but um, I, she's like, what about you? And I look at her with tears streaming down my fucking face. And I'm like, well, yeah. clearly I'm feeling something, so I'm going to go back to watching the movie. You know, yeah. and, and there is something. There's something about... Ellen Burstyn's character, you're right, prior to all the fucking drug addiction, that that initial that initial scene in the movie, right, where it's 
her locked in her closet. Yes. Jared Leto is on the opposite side of that closet door in her apartment trying mm-hmm. to take her television yet again to pawn it. With a split screen. Again. Oh, right, brilliant. Right, right. And it, it, it's this idea of like um, shared space that you're not really sharing. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, I yeah. think, and I think that's that's, I think that's an overall thing that this movie really does well in terms of uh, portraying addiction. You're you are sharing a space with everyone you're around, right? Yeah. But when you're addicted to whatever it is you're addicted to, you're not really sharing a space. It's like this yeah, butting of heads. Thing. Well, it's not, it's well. Sometimes it's butting of heads, and sometimes it's just sort of passing each other in the in the space. But I, because I, I agree with you, and what's really, and and I, I think, because I've actually heard, uh, I've got other people that have watched this movie, and they they don't get it, they don't like the people, and the thing about it that I, that I love about this movie, is it is kind of a litmus test, as a viewer. If you immediately dismiss these people as just a bunch of scumbags without, un, you know, th- this is totally unrealistic, you've never known anybody like this. Sure. And I've known people. I, I mean, I've known people like the, like the, uh, the Sarah uh, Goldfarb. I've known her son. Mm-hmm. I've known Jennifer Connelly's character. Um, I've known these people. So when I watched them in the beginning. And that's why it's called Requiem for a Dream, because they all have these very reasonable dreams. Goals, yeah. I mean, Jared Leto just wants to, he just wants to make enough money to have a business and be able to... And help his girlfriend open her store for her... Help his girlfriend open her store so she can design things. And Marlon Wayans just wants to just kind of get along, and and he wants to make his mom proud. Right, right. sort of in the back of his mind, and Ellen... Yeah, yeah. Ellen Burson's character is really she's just lonely as shit. She loves television. And she gets a. Phone she's call the hardest. Saying, she's the hardest. Yeah. Well, yeah. she gets a phone call that says, "We're going to put you on television," you, and this becomes the most amazing thing for her. And I don't think any of those make them unusual people. It is, and it's one of the things I wrote not too long ago. Um, for those that are listening, I'm uh, I'm recently divorced. So I will say that I'm recently divorced, and I've been writing some uh, pieces. And one of the things that I wrote was uh, I'm just writing fiction that kind of helps me process. And if it's good fiction, uh, some people seem to like it. Word. Uh, one of them is called "The Consequence of Bad Choices," mm-hmm. and one of the lines in it is "The consequence of bad choices is frequently more bad choices." That once dominoes start to fall in a certain direction, it's almost impossible to reverse that direction. And "Requiem for a Dream" is that concept writ large everybody starts by not making great choices and then as one choice leads to the next they just are increasingly bad choices and to the point where by the end of it it is just fucking devastation for all four characters i mean it all falls apart right so i mean look you're the music guy the music in this movie the chronos quartet man it's the clint manzel clint manzel right Damn it, that's a great Lux, oh, so Lux good. Eterna is is mm-hmm. is the big piece that 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 yeah. it's, it's not even just this movie, it's been used in trailers and other shit. Oh, it's yeah, writ large. It's, it's, yeah, right, right, right. It's almost like Carmina Barana. It's almost oh, like yeah, that oh, so that's a good that's a good call. So, you know, 
are all requiems written in this kind of minor key, minor scale? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what a requiem is. Yeah, a requiem is a death mass. And it's so interesting. Like the, the dream makes total sense. Yeah, and this music feels like and it, 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 it feels like a downward trajectory. It's a dirt. You know, it's not unlike what the characters are going through. Like it's exactly what. The, yeah. uh, again, I'll, I I said this with with Psycho. I'll say it again with this movie. The fucking artists that came together to create this fucking movie, just on all levels, like just working a hundred fucking percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. I loved. Uh, one of the things I really love because Marlon Wayans is always he always surprises me in this film because I've never seen oh, yeah, anything else yeah. that was worth a shit. This is the but, first thing I saw him in, by the way. Yeah, but, and, yeah. and I'm telling you, like the four leads, specifically the four leads, oh, yeah. are each one just the acting talent. They are so committed. They are so Ellen Burstyn. Again, I can't say enough about her performance. Because, fucking I mean, master. I she. Yeah, she she lost twenty five pounds on her own just to play this role. But only then to put Chris, fat suits on and fat necks yeah, and this yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly that, that, and yeah, then yeah. and then and then Chris McDonald is the juice guy yeah I mean yeah. that's a, that's a you know and it seems like oh that's kind of a throwaway but it's a no, fucking brilliant no, performance no. it's yes. so consistent and so yes. well done yeah. to the point where when he finally when they finally she's having her fucking fever dream and the 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 the, the refrigerator is going to eat her and then. Her avatar comes out of the TV, and then Chris McDonald. Comes oh my out god! Of the TV and they fucking laugh at her, and 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 look at her shit, and, and that, like how, and she's like, "It hasn't been painted in a long time. It's an old building. I'm old. I mean, it's just the saddest mother, but it, everything just clicks." And that digital kind of effect that they use it on, the, like, I mean, it's you're, perfect. You're, you're you're talking about. Look, I, I I wrote this down. I said they were all. Uh, with the exception of Ellen Bernstein, which, you know, she's fucking outstanding. They were all young enough to not know that they should not make a movie this way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's you know exactly, what I mean? That's like, a great, it's, it's, that's a great point. It's, it's, this, this is an audacious piece of filmmaking. From, from the split screens... The 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 sped up fucking moments of the film, the, and the yeah the, the Dutch the, angles, yeah you know the the different lenses. There's there's a there's um, uh, an article I found from the where is it at? It's the American Society of Cinematographers. Okay, it's an article uh, talking with with the DP about. You know, just the different, yeah, ASC mag. Um, it's a real deep dive into the lenses they used, the film stock, because this is pre-digital, right? This movie was what, uh, 99, 2000, right? 2000, yeah, yeah 2000. So this is pre-digital filmmaking in a big way. Um you know, he th- 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 this this article goes on and on about the film stocks that they used, the different kind of lenses they would use, the different kinds of light bulbs they would use in the different oh. fucking dude. I mean, this is like again to go back to Hitchcock. This is masterful filmmaking. You know, yeah, anybody yeah, that is. wanted to make something that looks like this now would just do it digitally and like beep boop bop well, in a fucking computer. And it wouldn't, it's, but it wouldn't feel the way that this movie yeah. feels. And I, I love most of Aronofsky's work. I really do. 
Um, and it's why if I'm going to, you know, I love Mother. Not everybody loves Mother. I think Mother is spectacular. Um, great storytelling. <laughs> very fucked up. I love that movie. I love, yeah. uh, what else did he do? The Fountain. I love the fucking Fountain. Never saw it. I mean, but I am telling you, Requiem for a Dream is his enduring masterpiece in my mind. Because not Look. only is it extraordinary storytelling... It's extraordinary. It's an extraordinary marriage of the cinematography with the storytelling. It's extraordinary combination with the music. There isn't a dull, dead, off moment in this film, and you're watching a young filmmaker just fucking swing for the goddamn fences and knock it over the wall. There's something that I read about. Uh, it was an interview with Helen Bernstein, and I'm not going to be able to pull it up right now because my computer's really fucked. But there's something where she's she was talking about how she has personally worked with a lot of filmmakers on their quote-unquote sophomore efforts. Yeah. And this is Aronofsky's second film, his yeah. sophomore effort, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah, I mean... Uh, you talk about a follow-up, right? I've never seen, and I, I wrote it down, um, I've never seen Pi. Have you seen Pi? Oh, it's brilliant. That's brilliant. I really want to watch it now. Yeah, it's really, really, I have never really, seen really, it. really good. Never saw The Fountain. Really I've seen The Wrestler. I've seen Black Swan. I have not yeah, I seen think... Noah. See, I'm telling you. But I have seen yeah, Mother. No... Yeah, Noah, not so much. I th- it's, I've forgotten about The Wrestler. I think The oh, Wrestler is... Phenomenal movie! It's one of the best goddamn movies. It's just so fucking good. It's fucking another great. Performance, it's another performance uh, by uh, Rourke, Mickey Rourke, that is just heartbreaking and just heart-wrenching and just so filled with pathos and sadness and anger and rage... You know, and, and, and you know, it's for somebody as young as Aronofsky is, he really does know how to tap into the rage of someone on the on the on the the last chapter of their life, kind of thing. You know, it, like you know, he really knows how to tap that in, and that's what Ellen Burstyn is. She is. She's been a, a homemaker. She's been a mother. She's all these things, and all of it's over. And well, now the only thing she has is the ability to get the best seat. Among the old Jew ladies sitting out on the street in Brooklyn. That's the one. She's important. They like me. That's that's all she's got left. And and there's a lot of rage. There's a lot of desperation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I really think is very interesting. I hadn't really made the, co- the connection between uh, the character that Mickey Rourke plays in The Wrestler and the character she plays in Requiem. But I think there's a lot of combination. And, and I also think one of the things really interesting is... Mickey Rourke and the wrestler is dealing with a very specific male version of I'm aging out. Sure. I'm yep. no longer a big deal. I was a big deal. Now now nobody gives a shit, mm-hmm. and this is where I'm at. Ellen Burstyn is dealing with what it is to have been a, a housewife like in the 60s and 70s and is now, you know, she's been put out to pasture. She's super, superfluous, and she's found no... Right. No reason when, to live. When when your life... And so she finds this opportunity to be on TV. She has a reason to live. Right. It's just the fucking well, saddest thing. What's the big deal about the red dress? I'm, I'm going to wear it. You don't know. I'm going to be on television. I got a call and an application. And... Come on, Mark. 
Who's pulling your leg? No, no, no. I'm telling you, I'm going to be a contestant on television. I don't know when yet. They haven't told me when yet. But you'll see how proud you are when you see your mother in a red dress, uh, television and golden shoes. What is the big deal about being on television? Those pills you're taking will kill you before you ever get on, for Christ's sake. Big deal? You drove up in a cab. Did you see who had the best seat? I'm somebody now, Harry. Everybody likes me. Soon, millions of people will see me and they'll all like me. I'll tell them about you, your father, how good he was to us. Remember? It's a reason to get up in the morning. It's a reason to lose weight, to fit in a red dress. It's a reason to smile. It makes tomorrow all right. What have I got, Harry? Hmm? Why should I even make the bed or wash the dishes? I do them. But why should I? I'm alone. Your father's gone. You're gone. I got no one to care for. What have I got, Harry? I'm lonely. I'm old. You got friends, Ma? Uh, it's not the same. They don't need me. I like the way I feel. I like thinking about the red dress and the television and you and your father. Now when I get the sun, I smile. Ah, it's a fascinating thing that I, I think... One of the I, saddest you know, lines... Good, yeah. It's one of, one of the saddest lines in the movie, and you don't consider it a sad line unless you're watching the movie and you go, holy shit, is when... Jared Leto is like, I'm going to bring Marion and we're going to have dinner. Mm -hmm. And she says, I'll make you that mushroom, mushroom soup, soup and a pot roast. Mm -hmm. And a pot roast. And it's like, when's the last time this woman ever made a pot roast? Right. You know what I mean? It's just like, that sounds like that's the thing you make for your family. And she has no family now. No. No. It's like, it's just a fucking heartache. It's just a heartache from start to finish. It's, it's really brutal. I mean, the fact that this guy made this movie... I think he was thirty. How old was he? Thirty-one years old, I think. I yeah, think. He's just a kid. I mean, that's that's. I just you know. Yeah, I don't. I I you know. I don't know how rich this guy is. I'm sure he's not know. as rich as you know some filmmakers are. But God damn it, yeah. if he has not made some of the fucking most outstanding examples of of like. Just just. Just real introspection, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, I, I just. I. I, I well, yeah. God. It's looking. It's looking at a life that most of us, you know. And and I've heard. I've heard people that don't like this film say it's basically a modern reefer madness. And, no. Oh, fuck that. What? And, what? And, exactly. That's a joke. That's a of, joke. Well, comment. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's a cautionary. No. It's a cautionary tale about taking yes, drugs and for it people is. that are yes, like, hey, it is. I've, hey, I've got a friend of mine not not very recently said. 
he was telling me a story about how when he was younger, um, you know, if somebody offered him drugs, he'd just take whatever drugs they gave him. He didn't even ask what it was. He just popped it in his mouth. And his comment was, and anybody that doesn't live like that is a coward. And that, you know, and he's got a perspective. He's got a perspective. I don't agree with it. I said, well, that's interesting because uh, you just called me a coward. And I'm, yeah, right. I'm pretty sure that's not how I live my life. No. I said, I don't think that's cowardice. I, I, I am learning. <laughs> I am learning in my twilight years. I'm not even twilight yet. <laughs> but I'm learning my years to maybe look a little bit more before I leap because I have a tendency to leap and hope things go well and when things don't go well i think maybe i'm realizing that most of my success when i have made great huge leaps like moving to chicago and living in my truck for four months stuff like that um fuck moving to las vegas and having nothing nothing but a wing and a prayer um I, i'm starting to realize it's not that i'm good or i'm special it's that i'm just i have been up till now incredibly fucking lucky yeah and and that's something different than hey i'm a badass i'm not a coward and i would say the same thing about my friend is like you were taking drugs that just people handed you that's not about you being brave that's just about you being so motherfucking lucky i would i would i would hazard to guess that a lot of quote-unquote brave or quote-unquote badass people uh are fucking dead at this point yeah so yeah exactly you know fuck fuck the qualification it's funny you bring that up, though. Um, Roger Ebert had a quote in his uh, review of this movie. Uh, quote, The movie was given the worthless NC-17 rating by the MPAA. Rejecting it, Artisan Entertainment is asking theaters to enforce an adults-only policy. I can think of an exception. Anyone under 17 who is thinking of experimenting with drugs might want to see this movie which plays like a travelogue travelogue of hell. Yeah. You know, so yeah. You when know, you, it's, when you hear that you can under, you can kind of understand the reefer madness reference because that's what reefer madness was sort of yeah, yeah, but like in, in yeah, doctors. hold on, hold on, hold on. In 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 the decades since <laughs> fucking reefer madness, it's a joke. Reefer madness is a fucking joke. They meant it as a comedy. It's a fucking joke. This movie is not meant as a comedy. This movie will continue to play as a cautionary fucking tale uh, uh, forever. There, 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 there is no mistaking this movie for fucking Reefer Madness. I'm sorry, like, yeah, no, not no, at all. I know. I just, I, not for I've you, heard it but I don't to your yeah, I don't agree people with who. It. Yeah, I think fuck this that. is. I no. think this is much no. a cautionary tale as uh, you mentioned. Full Metal Jacket. I think it's got the same. Sort of like, you know, I mean, Full Metal Jacket, if it had to have sort of an uber message, is that war and, and, and this is, is fucking the worst. Yeah, it's the fucking it, worst. Will it will fucking, it will turn, fucking hurt it your will brain. It turn you into a monster. Yes. It will turn you into a monster. Yes. It will destroy you. Yes. Same thing for Requiem for a Dream. It says, if this is a lifestyle you live, there are consequences to your choices. Be and fucking prepared. Yeah. Yeah, those consequences can be, I mean, I swear to God, I was watching it uh, today. Um, in preparation for the, and I'm, you know, I'm, I've seen it so many times. So you did. How you many times anything? have you seen it? You know, I don't know, twelve, Ballpark. fifteen. Really? Yeah, I've wow. watched it a lot. Wow. I really, I think it's a. I mean, when it came out, I saw it in the theaters three times. Wow. Okay. Because I just okay. was like, this is so no, fucking good, phenomenal. Yeah. But literally today, I'm watching it in my living room, and when Jared Leto 
goes to shoot the the. the oh, in the, his the, in the his needle, yeah, in, yeah yeah into yeah the infected the hole. Fuck it, yo! I'm I'm sitting here <laughs> and I just went oh <laughs> fuck. Yeah. I mean, it was just like a huge, and it was like wow. I I've seen this at least a dozen times, and it's still it's still oh, it's visceral. Me right in the it's nads. fucking visceral. Oh, it's just the worst, and and it's such simple makeup effect, but god damn it, is it just it leads up to these moments. And Jennifer Connelly again. Jennifer Connelly, number one, the fact that he got Jennifer Connelly to do this, given, well, given her career up to that point, but the fact that she is—I mean, she's fucking phenomenal. She is heartbreaking and sad. And when she goes out after fucking the the psychiatrist mm. and comes out of the elevator and vomits mm-hmm. in the street in the rain, mm-hmm. that's just that's just the worst. It's just so you feel so broken by it. So what was interesting for me in doing the, the some of the research on this movie, I uh, I cannot picture this movie without any of these people. Agreed. According to Aronofsky himself, yep. none of these people were his first choice. Oh no, none of them were his and first choice. And like, he didn't really name, he didn't her. really name names, you know, he said Anne Bancroft he approached yep. for, for Ellen Burstyn's part. Uh, he said he took it as a compliment that Anne Bancroft got back to him and said, fuck no, this is the first yeah. movie I had to talk to my shrink about. Well, the original, the original <laughs> Harry Goldfarb, the, the Jerry, Jerry, uh, or uh, Harry Goldfarb, which is uh, Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah. That was originally offered to Giovanni Rabisi, which I cannot see. And Jennifer I, Connelly's role was originally offered to Nev Campbell. Oh, I read Re- Reese Marlin, Witherspoon. At a, yeah, 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 yeah. And, Mar- and Marlon oh, Wayne's role Christ. was originally offered Dave Chappelle, to Dave Chappelle. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dave Chappelle I could fucking see, though. That I could, that I could actually see. He could have pulled, he could have pulled that off, but you he, know what he couldn't have pulled off? You know what he couldn't have pulled off? What is that? When they first get high, when he and, and Jared Leto get high, and they're in the apartment, oh, and they're the, listening the to dance. music, and he's doing that the fucking dance. dance. The dance. That's, the dance. to me, yeah. that yeah, dance, yeah. that dance sells oh, dude, that character dude. in a way that nothing else, it just dude. so sums him up. He's, oh, he's so, I, you know, I, I, there was a, there was a, there's an oral history out there about this movie that I read, and, you know, I mean... Wayne was doing the shit. He was in the work. Yeah. He was studying fucking... He was like, drama? Yeah, I was studying drama yeah. every fucking day. People want yeah. to associate me with comedy because that's what I do. But, like, I would love to see him do more dramatic work. He's phenomenal it, in this movie. It, it and breaks he hasn't, my fucking heart that he hasn't done anything else of Nothing it like it since. white chicks. God he's doing damn fucking it. white chicks. And nothing it's like, like it since. This sins. guy is super uber talented yes and he held and he held his own with fucking jared leto which you can argue he's a fucking whack job he is a whack job i don't have to argue it job. it's out there he's yeah but i'm telling job. you the guy whether he's a whack job or not he 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 makes it happen on screen he makes it happen on screen and you know and, yes i you know yeah i i that'd be interesting i, I would love to have a, a, a an episode of this show where we just talk about just not a specific movie, but just like acting and filmmaking, whatever. We'll have those at some point. But like, to what effect? There are a lot of actors who are not method, and they still deliver brilliant performances. There are a lot of method actors who don't necessarily deliver the best performances. So I, sometimes, sometimes not. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes I not. But to well, what? To what effect? 
to what detriment well, and to what effect, right? So well, and anyway. what I what I'll say what I'll say is it reminds me when I was uh, a trumpet student at the University of Arkansas, and uh, oh god damn it, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Very very famous uh, French trumpet player, like impresario trumpet player, right? mm-hmm. amazing, mm-hmm. and. Everybody, and I was, you know, the whole trumpet section, of course, is going to come to his master class. We come to his master class. He's got a translator. And all the guys in the trumpet section were like, you have to ask him this question. And I was like, all right, I'll ask. Because they were all afraid to ask the question because they were afraid they'd be, they'd be, you know, they'd be put down or something sure, like that. Sure, sure, sure. I don't really give a shit. So the question was, what was, in his opinion, the, the best embouchure, which is how you place the mouthpiece on your lips. Okay. Like how much percentage of lip you know that kind of thing okay and he he technique he technique question, question. yeah 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 okay. and so he listened to the question he smiled he said the answer and the answer was the one that works mm. mm-hmm. and i would say the same thing for for acting yeah. is you know if if Lawrence olivier in marathon man <laughs> can just show up and do his read his lines and do his thing mm-hmm. and it works and Dustin Hoffman has to stay up for fucking night. three enough three days yeah. and yeah 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 yeah. You know, yeah 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 it's the one that works whatever works you know I mean yeah. you, you could argue that Rebecca Pigeon is a terrible actress on the other hand I don't have to argue that what she does what she <laughs> but but what she does in David Mamet movies is sometimes quite amazing and she's quite effective doing it so, and that's, well hold on there's cool. well there's a difference between being serviceable and giving a great performance. I think she's great in heist. I'm uh, sorry. I think she's phenomenal in heist. All right. I, you look, I we recommended that. Uh, what was that? Mm-hmm. Two 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 episodes ago. Episode that was one, one of our derivatives. Right, that right, was right. one of our derivatives. So our, yeah, inspired. We'll, we'll visit that movie again. I haven't really watched it all the way through. That's fair. Oh goddamn! That's I fair. That fucking movie. My other, I, I think I said to you at that point too. My like, motherfucker's so cool that when he wakes up, sheep can't him. Word. That's a fuck. I, that's fuck a pr- no. That's the a dialogue of that movie is outstanding. But like, God, that's a good movie. Uh, I think I talked to you about um, her performance in State and Maine. Oh, terrible! Right. So I don't know. Like, I want to revisit. We can. We can revisit, which is the beauty of. I like to watch, right? We can we can look you know, at all this I mean, shit. You, you, I think another actor is Russell Crowe. When he's in a movie that works for him, he's fucking brilliant. When he's in a movie that doesn't work for him, he's like a thudding. He's like the worst actor alive. What? And it's like how do you how do you how do you so, square so, that circle? Well, what? So 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 what? What is it about an actor working for the movie and a movie working for the actor? Like, well, I. I think it goes to the heart of what you and I have talked about before, the difference between a movie star and an actor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Jared Leto, and, and you could say Jared Leto is not a movie star. Jared no. Leto is an actor. Yes. He's an actor. Yes. And that's why when he does the fucking, uh, what was the David Yates suicide The fucking spot, Joker. The one, yeah, he does the Joker. You know what? It's a terrible, terrible fit. It does not work on almost any level, but you can't. You kind of have to give him a little credit for fucking trying. After, after fucking Jack Nicholson's played the Joker. Well, fucking Heath Ledger got a posthumous Oscar for it. He's gonna play the Joker. He's gonna do the most different, weird ass Joker he can come up with and hope it lands. Yes, and it didn't land. But you got to give him some credit for just fucking going balls out. I don't know that I need to give credit. Like, oh, you, the, I like what, look, look, they're hired to do a job, right? We're, we're hired to do a job. Did you do the job successfully? 
I don't know. You know, and, 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 sorry, and I don't give a fuck how much work you put into the job. Was it successful or not? Like, he, 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 he gave, uh, uh, what's her face? Uh, uh, Harley Quinn. What's her name? The blonde uh, Margot Rogan. Yeah, yeah. Gave her a fucking live rat. And then sent uh, sent around know, used condoms just, to the cast. But, he's, ah, just, he's just doing his thing. What the fuck? You know, is that how does well, that serve the fucking role? Well, Come on. Here's, I, what I just, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I'm gonna yeah, give yeah. an example. No, 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 because one of your one of your trailers early on was uh, the unbearable weight of uh, massive talent. Yeah, yeah. Nicholas Cage. Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I watched. I saw the other day. Oh, it was nice. Fucking is awesome. Is it good? Okay. It's hysterical. I can't wait to I see. I laughed. It. Good. I laughed Good. and and Pedro Pascal is the fucking oh, he's, funny. He's thing. awesome. Yeah, yeah. He steals the movie because he's Sweet. just fucking amazing. But <laughs> um, it was interesting because uh, when I watched it, I suddenly kind of wanted to watch. I was like, wow, I you know, I, I kind of really do on some fundamental level appreciate Nicolas Cage. Yeah. So I want to watch some of the movies where I think he's like, like terrible, like he's really terrible. <laughs> and one of them. One of them is Coppola's Peggy Sue Got Married. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And But here's the thing. Here's the thing. What I remember about that movie is his characterization of that guy is so fucking not in keeping with anything else in that it's movie. It's so bizarre. Outrageous. However, however, in watching it again, yeah. it fucking works. It works. I, I mean, it, it really worked. Yeah. And so he swung for the fences and it worked. Some of the stuff he's done, he swings for the fences, and it sucks balls. Like what? And I like what? It. Like what? Like what? Like what? Oh shit! Um, Con Air. He's terrible in Con Air. Well, like I I would argue he's not he's swinging. So bad. I would argue movie. he's not swinging for the fences on that. Malcolm, you, you can you cannot. That is out- the worst. Southern accent in the history. That's you the cannot. only accent that's worse than that Southern accent is Kevin Costner's in the goddamn Robin Hood thing where he tried to do an English accent. Well, that's it's the worst accent work I've ever heard. Fair enough. If you're in a movie with John Malkovich, you cannot out Malkovich Malkovich. He got fucked on Con Air because he tried to do something more. Now I would say he's not swinging for the fences there because it is a more subdued performance. Put, oh, you got to be kidding put, me. Put the bunny down. He's trying that, to that pull it back. He that. is trying to pull it back. He is trying to. He is Nicolas Cage trying to pull Nicolas Cage and, back. And, and, and it doesn't work. Is, and it's okay. And here, well, here, I agree with you. But it works and it's awesome. In, in the case <laughs> of Jared Leto and, and Requiem for, the, for a Dream, mm. what I will say is... You only really have to, I mean, and that's the thing that's wonderful about film. You only got to fucking, you only got to fucking knock it out of the park one time to kind of submit your place in the, in the Pantheon. And he's, he is, whatever you think about Jared Leto's Joker, he's so motherfucking good in Requiem for a Dream. Dude. He is so solid. He is so, every word out of his mouth is just kind of perfect. The scene, it's one of my favorite scenes. The scene where he gets, he gets in the, uh. The, ta- the cab. I can't remember where he's going. No, it's right. That's what it is. It's right after he sees, sees his mom and she's on the drugs and he doesn't know how to handle it and she's so sad and he gets in the cab and his face just screw. He's so upset. And it's the first time you've seen him in the movie <clears throat> like genuinely care about his mother, mm-hmm. right? And he's so upset and then you have the you know, yeah, drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and then he's just blank. And it's like, man, that's work. And it and 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 it's brilliant work. And you have to take your hat off to it. Well, yes. And <laughs> as someone who know look, you know film, I know film, like that was one of many takes that they probably took. Right? It's one of many takes oh, they yeah. shot. Like, that's the one that worked. That's the one they picked to tell their story. Like, he's great. It's, and it's, he's great. And it's perfect. He's great. I think I think pushing yourself to... The, look, and we'll talk about Christian Bale at some point. We'll talk about... Like, oh, yeah. the, some of these folks that push themselves to the fucking extremes, you know, I mean, you do what you want for you as an actor. Like, that's fine. If it serves the story, I guess it's fine. Like, you do what you want. But, like... I, you know, I don't know how you look at your wife and kid at the end of the day and say, good night, sweet dreams. Like, if you're well, living this way. Well, they don't. And they clearly didn't because that's not how a lot of these people work. So, I, you know, I don't know. I Look, I, 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 used, to, I used to fancy myself a bit of a method actor back in the day. I don't know how I would ever do it now. I, I just don't. Oh, I was never a method actor. I, 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 I was no, never a method actor. I'm no. not good enough. I was never no, a method actor. I, no, I never bought into no, that shit. No, no, you know, I no. Was, I, I like Look, to push. I like to push a little bit of method as a director. I did, but that did not win me a lot of friends. Like so, uh, living, living as if is cool for like a mind exercise. Sure. But like doing that in real life, like I fuck you. Like I want to eat dinner. Like I want to eat breakfast. I want to have a glass of fucking tea I want it. you know what I mean like I can't so this you just want to work so you just want the work to be easy is what you're saying you just like to mail it in you know I if I, <laughs> I, I, I clearly clearly because that's where my fucking career is at so I guess yeah I'm not getting success with that so. you look for the person who will benefit and uh, uh, you know I'm uh, the walrus you know you'll uh, uh, well, you know what I'm trying to say I'm the walrus uh, that's Fucking bitch. Oh, yeah. I am the walrus. That's ex- Shut the fuck up, Donnie. V.I. Lennon. Vladimir Ilyich Ulyanov. My first one I'll go with Uncut Gems. The Adam Sandler. 2018 movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's also... See, I can see that. It's a difficult watch. Like, it's an uncomfortable watch. Mm-hmm. It's it's a downward spiral movie. It's yeah. it's, it's it's an addiction. It's a movie about it's addiction. It's yeah, yeah, bad, bad, choice bad, choices, bad choices leading to yeah. bad circumstances, leading to yeah. bad outcomes. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's where I went. Um, uh, yeah, have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, yeah, I like that movie very much. I it's hated it. I hated watch. it the first time I watched it. Hated it. Oh, I loved it. Hated it. I loved it because it was just anything that the thing is, I, I, I will never again, you know, you talk about like that one performance that cements in your mind. Mm-hmm. And the one performance that cements Adam Sandler in my mind is Punch Drunk Love. I think he's so oh, wow. good See, in that movie. I'm still fucking. He's so goddamn. I'm still. He's so good in that movie. I'm still Billy so when Madison. I see him take on. Okay, well, but when I see him take a serious role and yeah. just kind of run with it. And Uncut Jim's Mary, sold me on that it was a serious role, and he was fucking brilliant. Marilyn fucking hates Punch Rock Love, hates that. Oh, movie. I think it's one. I think it's one of the most beautiful, sweet, disturbing movies ever made. Oh, she's like, this is a movie about toxic masculinity. Period. Oh, I totally disagree. With wow. That. I mean, I, I, can, right. I do not think it is about toxic masculinity. We're gonna at all. We're gonna have Marilyn on for two episodes. One, and we will talk about one. Punch one Drunk will Love, be yeah. Punch Rock Love. 
The other will be the Wizard of Oz. She loves the fucking Wizard of Oz. She said to me the other day, she's like, if you guys ever talk about the Wizard of Oz, like, I, maybe I could come on. And I'm like, yes, you will, because you love this movie. So Because she is yes. Dorothy. Yeah. Um, my first inspiration... <laughs> Film inspired by uh, both of mine come from 2010. Yeah. And obviously it is, uh, I mean, it's Aronofsky, so I mm. guess it would be, but Black, Black Swan. Oh, dude. I mean, Black Swan. It's a gorgeous so, movie. It's a gorgeous movie. Yeah. It's so... And, and he... Go ahead. And, well, he wouldn't have made, he would not have been able to pull off Black no. Swan if he had not cut his teeth, so to speak, on Requiem for a Dream. No. And my, yeah, and I and I think Black Swan is another one of those, oh my fucking god this is a really dark journey and and even more so there are scenes in black swan where you you know I, i've never been a ballet dancer um where you know you you see yeah it's like he really has this way of saying i'm gonna put you inside this action inside mm. this person's head so effectively that you viscerally can almost feel what they're feeling and i think that's i think actually i think in terms of that, Black Swan is better than Requiem for a Dream in mm. that regard. Okay. However, I still think Requiem for a Dream is a better film. I think it's a. I think Requiem is a better film. Um, Black Swan is amazingly beautiful. Oh, just the oh relate. The, the, I think it's a better film in terms of the relationships that I'll buy that that, I'll buy that. that that Natalie Portman has to everyone else in the movie. Yeah, I'll buy that. she 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 ends up with this such an outsider perspective. Um, yeah, it's, that's a, that's another again. His filmography is so it's so rough. Like oh, he's Jesus, not man, he's not guy. a welcoming filmmaker. Like no, he's I don't think I don't think I I don't think he could make a Spielberg, Zemeckis, Amblin. I don't. I well, don't you know, know that he could. I think filmmaking wise, he he could totally put his mind to it and do it. In his yeah. heart, I don't. That's not. That's not this filmmaker. And I really I respect Aronofsky, that. I really respect. I think that. Aronofsky makes movies the way Charles Bukowski would. Okay. Okay. Just, <laughs> yeah, okay. He's like I'm gonna. I'm going to cut right to the darkest aspects right. of humanity. You're not going to be able to look away. You're going to know they're fucking true. You're going to understand the truth of them, and you're going to kind of hate me for pointing it out. But right. I'm going to point it right. out anyway. Right. And you're going to have often. And you're going to and you're, you're going to hate yourself that you see yeah. some of yourself in some of these fucking people. In this. Ah! That's exactly. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. Exactly yeah. Right. All right. All right. What's your What's your second? My second movie is uh, a Gaspar. How do you say his name? Gaspar. Gaspar Noe. Okay. Climax. It's, See, it's it, so funny dude. because my second is a Gaspar Noe film, and it's so funny that they were, but we both picked those. Okay, go ahead. Have you? Well, here, have you seen Climax? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, I have not seen your pick. Oh Jesus! Okay, you should. so I I want to. I couldn't find it. Um, climax is <laughs> how do I how do I? It's about it. It's 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 oh, Jesus Christ. A group of dancers are gathering in uh, a, a, a closed down uh, school auditorium to practice rehearse their 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 big dance program that they're going to put on. After that happens, someone spikes the 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 drink. What is it the called? Drinks, the drinks. Yeah. yeah, and uh, madness fucking ensues. 
And oh, yeah. it is yeah, it is it's non stop madness. I mean there there's there is one take in this movie that is I think it's like forty minutes, forty five minutes long. It's one yeah. it's one take. There, there, there just, are no it's like edits. Going through a, it's, it's not like even going through a fucking haunted house. Yeah, it's the fucking, and there's no. It's the fucking. I mean, yeah. and there's no gimmick edit. Like there's no like pan to black and we nope. cut. No, 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 no. The fucking Nothing shot goes, goes on. The camera. No, yeah. the shot goes on for like 38, 40 some fucking minutes long. It's, this movie is 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 one of the the most uncomfortable things I've ever watched in my entire life, and I've seen a lot of shit. Well, then you need to see my second. Yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Enter the Void. Enter the Void. It's about an American drug dealer living in Tokyo. He's betrayed by his best friend, killed in a drug deal, and then his soul, observing the repercussions of his death, Mm -hmm. seeks uh, resurrection. And it is, it is, it is just exactly the case. It's Gaspar Noé. It is fucking dark as shit. Wow. It is as honest and is stripped down and, it, yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, if Aronofsky had like a, a degenerate little brother, it would be Gaspar. Yeah, <laughs> and, I don't even know if, and I don't even know if Gaspar's older or younger, but I mean, those guys, like, if the two of them ever collaborated on a movie, um, people would see the film and then immediately run out and kill themselves. I mean, it's <laughs> well, Gaspar was born in fifty uh, sixty three. And Aronofsky was born later. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah, then he's his, his degenerate older brother. My internet is Like, they could fun. do their own version of True West. They could do their own version of True West, except uh, make a movie. Oh, my God. Lit- sort of like, what's the what's the things like? We made the, we wrote the funniest joke, and everybody laughs so hard they die. This They would make a film that people in America would watch. And immediately go outside and get run over by a truck. Yeah, they would just say, "I have to die. Like, I'm That's done. I can't live I'm anymore. Done. It's that dark, and now I, I have, I have very little left to live for." Wow. Um, thank you, gentlemen. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen, for your. Uh, <laughs> your... <laughs> but that's the fucking dope shit about having like artists making film. And yeah. this is why you and I we we butt heads sometimes about the the fucking Marvel shit and blah blah blah. I'm yeah, wondering yeah. where these sort of filmmakers will fit in going forward. We don't have to keep discussing it right now, but yeah, no, uh, streaming, like, streaming, it's all like, it's uh, very democratic. Yeah, but it's going to be a fucking limited series, and it's not going to be a fucking movie, and I don't want to see another fucking series. It's whatever. It is. Well, right now we're living in the age of prestige television, which is a whole different beast and it's one of those things like would you watch an eight hour film about elizabeth holmes no no but would you watch eight one hour no things yeah because it's no i didn't need to watch fucking nine years of walter white like give me a fucking solid two and a half hour two hour movie about walter white great i'll watch it i didn't need to watch all those fucking years like who fucking cares you know what Breaking Bad was, God don't you? Damn it! No, this is my sum up of Breaking Bad. Please, and I love Breaking Bad. Yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah. But you know what it was? Ditto, ditto. It was I love, it was I love Lucy. <laughs> oh, I Walter White's Lucy. I, please, Walter White is Lucy, and 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 the kid is fucking Ethel, and they're <laughs> always getting into these improbably weird situations, and they have to figure out a creative way to get out of it so they can keep doing what they do. 
And every episode is basically, here's a weird fucking situation and they have to kind of fake their way through it to make sure that they are still alive at the end of the reel. Huh. And every goddamn episode is basically a dark, meth-fueled I Love Lucy. Look, I was fascinated at the end of every episode because I was like, "Yeah, how the fuck do you have... Yeah. It's a, Every episode is a cliffhanger. <coughs> every yeah. single episode was a cliffhanger. And I was well, like, every episode ends with the setup for the next. God bless. Next, God bless. You know, it's like okay, and next up on Breaking Bad, uh, they get stuck in a chocolate factory. I, and yeah, Lucy, I know. Yeah, and then Lucy st- has to stomp on grapes. You know, I, I mean, it's I, the same fucking thing. Yes. Yeah. One of the things I think is very interesting, like I said earlier. Um, you know, like some of your picks, I, I do. Once you've said, hey, I want to see this, mm-hmm. I keep it on my radar. And uh, and I think there have been three that you've said, yeah, you should watch. You've, you've recommended it. It's like, I'm looking forward to this. And I've mm-hmm. seen them. And all three of them were just fucking great. The, the late, latest one, obviously, was the Nick Cage film. Which, man, I, like I said, you and I have had that conversation where it takes a lot to make me laugh. <laughs> and I went and sat in the movie theater. And there's maybe ten of us. It was during the day. I'm a, in Vegas. I'm a senior, so I get a senior discount at everything. So I got a discount. So I saw an earlier movie. And uh, I'm sitting. There's like ten of us in the theater. Um, I'm happy. It's one of those like, hey, you can order food. So I order a chicken sandwich and fries and a beer. Word. And I'm sitting there. And the first twenty minutes, I'm the only person in the theater laughing. And I, you know me, when I'm laughing. Yeah. It's full on, <laughs> fuck you, I don't care, you're here, right. I'm laughing my dick off. Right. But 20 minutes in, a woman to my left starts laughing along with me just as hard. Mm-hmm. By the time the movie was over, everybody in the theater was, it was like we became a little community. Because we uh-huh. were all like, oh my god, and laughing and pointing at each other right. and laughing. It was like, it's that kind of movie. It is such a gas. It is That's so sweet. meta. Yeah. It's very meta, and it made me appreciate Nicolas Cage in a way that I haven't since I saw him in Adaptation. Oh, so nice. um, That's good. Yeah. So, I can't wait to see so, it. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Can't right. wait. Can't wait. Sorry. So here's your coming attraction. Oh, Hopefully yeah. We'll see. Something we'll that see. I will see and, and I will thoroughly enjoy. Yeah. I was having a bad dream, too. Is there a monster in it? Yes. Well, hello there, young lady. If you need anything, just let me know. I miss my son. And it was very scary. Isn't it wonderful? How lucky are we? But I know that you and I are completely safe. We are not going back to Mesa, and you know why. Because you hate Dad. Can we try to be happy? What you drawn? The pretty lady. What pretty lady? From the pond. My son said that he saw something down by the pond. Come here, Mom. Come talk to her. Cody! I do not know what that thing is, but you are never talking to it again! Well, then I guess she'll just have to come to you. And your pick is... Monstrous. Word. What, what yeah, makes you want to see this It's film? a period I mean, piece. Christina Ricci is fucking had, awesome. Uh, the, 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 this has, uh, this a, lot has of, a lot of... Um, there's a lot of... Um, 
what is it, uh, the, the, the kind of uh, monstrous vibes. What's his face? That fucking racist writer. Hello? Are you there? The ra- racist writer? Yeah. David Duke? Oh, no, <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, 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 no. Um, uh, Mountains of Madness. Oh, fuck. Lovecraft. Oh, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's, yeah. He was, he, uh, yes, he look, was racist. Look, it, uh, and, and look, the racist yeah. shit, it's like, look, it's, I'll qualify it. It's like, ugh, I hate to have to do this all the time. God damn it. Yes, he's no, racist. I get it. I get it. No, he's he, racist. He was totally a racist. He wrote about the other, everything about the, the monsters, everything yeah. is about the fucking other. But yeah, he did yes, a really yes. good job about writing about fucking monsters, right? Like yes, tentacles yes. and slimy well, shit. Well, sort of like, like that's Roald, what this Roald is. Roald Dahl, Roald Dahl was a Nazi. He was a Nazi. Was he really? But he still wrote. Oh yeah. Oh shit! I have to look at that. Oh lab. dude, dude, wow. rewatch, rewatch, uh, Willy Wonka. Well, tell I me mean, look that the, the kid fucking, burning up in the fire the, dude, and the, the fucking, fucking Oompa Loompa, the, the the what Oompa Loompas? What that, are they called? That guy, Those fucking Oompa Loompas, yeah, that guy. They were fucking like he bought it, slaves. He bought slaves. Well, in the in the factory. book, the like, thing about it is not in in the movie. They're uh, like you know little little orange guys. In the book, they're pigmies. Yeah, they're actually yes, pigmies. Yes, so, they mean, are. Yes. Roald, Roald Dahl was fucked up. That doesn't mean you okay. can't enjoy Gene Wilder's performance in the film. No. But as soon as yes. you know it, you kind of go, oh, yes, well, yeah, it's a little rough. weird. Yeah, it's a little rough. All right. Yeah. All right. Here, yeah. here, here is my... Oh, what is yours? Uh, here's the, what is yours? Here's the one I'm looking forward to. Oh, please. To. Yes. It is time to stop seeing. Time to stop speaking. It is time to listen. It is time to stop seeing. It is time to stop speaking. It is time to listen. From an audio standpoint, that's not a great trailer to play, but it is the latest movie by David Cronenberg, Crimes of the Future. Okay. It's got Vigo Mortensen and Layla. I mean, it. This it, but it's this fucking dude, Cronenberg. I don't give a Kristen shit who's Stewart. In it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it, and it's it's fucking wow. Cronenberg. As it, it looks to me like this is like Cronenberg trying to do the most Cronenberg film he can do. It's just. I love David Cronenberg. I love everything he's done. I loved History of Violence. I loved uh, Easter Promises. Oh, I loved wow. fucking Dude, those uh, movies Videodrome. Are... But those Videodrome, movies, those love... two movies you just called out are such Dead a departure. Ringers. Oh, yeah. I mean, Easter Promises and, and what was the other one? Easter Promises. History and of Violence. History yeah. Of Violence. 
Those are such a departure. They're not. They're not. But they're great films. No, they're outstanding films, and but I hope we'll not talk about his them. Body no, thing, no, this, no. They're not. No, that. But I still love it. But then, but see, this is. It's like he finally said, "Hey Vigo, hey Vigo, I love you, man. Can I put you in one of my body horror films?" And Vigo went, "Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's right. do One of those fucking right. things. Yeah, I'll do the fly or so what fucking is this? Here uh, we go. Dead Ringers, as, rock and roll. As the human species adapts." To a thin, synthetic environment, the body undergoes new transformations and mutations, accompanied by his partner, celebrity performance artist Saul Tenser, showcases uh-huh. the metamorphosis of his organs. Meanwhile, a mysterious group tries to use Saul's notoriety to shed light on the next phase of human evolution. What the fuck? What the fuck is this that is synopsis? Update, I, what I, the fuck when, is what, this movie even about? No, when I read that synopsis, <laughs> I went, this, this is his update. Dude. This is sort of like his update on Videodrome meets Crash. Wow. That's where, wow. Right? Is it Crash? It's Crash, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, which I'm not a But not the fan fucking of, terrible Oscar nominee, no. Oscar winning bullshit with wow. Matt, uh, whatever his name is. No, it, I can't wait to see this. God I can't bless. wait to see Holy this. shit. Looks so fucked up, I can't stand it. Oh, I love, I love Cronenberg. He's such wow. a fucking, he's just like he's such a fucking whack job, and he's so good. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, yeah. I look forward to it. Sure. All right, I'm down. All right, so uh, down. So we have we, we've had our conversation about some of the darkest shit we could think of. What is up for next episode? Fuck me, running. Look, I could go. I have, I have, I have two ways I could go with this. You go I with it. It's, your, it's totally really, your pick. I could go really light and fun, and I really want to cover this movie at some point. Or okay. I could continue the darkness, which, um, if you're okay with it, I think I'm down with it. I would like to watch uh, the French film Martyrs. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. That's let's, a great let's, pick. Let's, Holy let's fuck. Go, let's go bleak. Let's go yeah, bleak. Well, you know, and if, Let's if go. we want to keep doing this, if we want to keep go. doing this, then we're gonna do we're gonna do Antichrist the week after that. Oh fuck! <laughs> no, hold on a second. Then wait, wait. Then I take it back. Then I would like to do uh, I would like to do nine to five instead with Dolly Parton. You don't want to do martyrs? I'll do nine to five instead. We can go n- martyrs another. Time. No, let's do martyrs. God damn it! Let's but you martyrs. can't do. You but it. don't. Yeah, I'm but don't, not. Don't, I'm kidding. I will go. I will go lighter. I will do something. Oh, I'll probably do Jesus something fucked Christ. up, but not as dark. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Spotify and iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. If you go on Apple Podcasts and you like what you're hearing, give us a review. Give us, uh, you know, give us one to five stars. Uh, say a couple things. Yeah. About how full of shit I am. Yeah, shit on us. I don't care. The kind, yeah, the, well, the kind of commentary Fine. I usually get is how full of shit I am, Word. and that's okay. I don't mind. Awesome. And, I'll uh, take it. And that's the show. I'll talk to you in two weeks, my friend. Love you, buddy.